The Terps missed a big opportunity against Ohio State. You are a Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us part of your day. And the Maryland Terrapins missed an opportunity to shock the world against Ohio State's the Terps move to 5 and 1 on the season which I'll absolutely take 5 and 1 is a great number we're in a great spot this wasn't a game we were supposed to win this isn't a game that we were expected to win but there were opportunities for us to win this game that's why I'm on here a little bit disappointed I'm still proud of everything we've accomplished overall this year but there were definitely chances to win but we ended up losing to Ohio State 17 to 37 but I'm going to tell you like I said we could have won this game and honestly I don't think Ohio State was beating us I think we lost this game and people want me to sit here and have moral victories like yeah we stayed in it in the first half we were leading after the first quarter we were up early on in the game people want me to be happy about that and I am happy about that in ways but overall I can't be happy with how we finished the game because it wasn't anything that we did that how it wasn't anything Ohio State did to make us finish the way we did in the first half or all the missed opportunities we had specifically in the first half. It wasn't Ohio State. It wasn't Ohio State's talent. It wasn't because their five stars were showing up and we just couldn't block JT Tomala off the edge. That was not it. That was not the case. It was purely what we were doing, and I'm going to go through all those things in terms of play calling, in terms of turnovers. I'm going to go through all of them to show that we missed a big opportunity. to. I'm not sure if we would have won the game. Who knows what would have happened if we capitalized on some of the opportunities that we had that we didn't. But I'm going to go through and tell you everything that the Maryland Terrapins missed out on overall. So we took advantage in the first quarter in the first possession of the game after the Ohio State a missed punt on the fourth down. I thought it was a fake at first, but I was like, no way they're faking it on fourth and two against the Maryland Terrapins in their own territory on the on the first drive of the game. And the commentators made it clear that it wasn't a fake at all. It was just a miscue and a bad snap, I think. And they ended up having to try and run for the first down, but Maryland Terrapins got him down. And Caden Prather comes out and scores the first touchdown of the game on a one-handed catch, one of the nicest catches you'll see. And the Terps are up 7-0 early on. And then that's when we started to be ourselves. The defense continued to play well, but the offense honestly was beating themselves up. We needed seven against Ohio State. We had the ball in the red zone under the five. The defense is getting stops after stops, which is difficult against an Ohio State Buckeye team. And I knew eventually that Ohio State team was going to find holes in our defense eventually. We weren't going to be able to hold them. So when we're down in the red zone inside the five, I knew we needed seven. 
So on second down, we had a wide open Preston Howard for a touchdown, our tight end, a throw that Talia makes almost every single day. He misses it on the second down. He definitely makes that throw nine out of 10 times. But this is a throw we expect Talia to make. It's an open Preston Howard. The Buckeyes are covering him a little bit, but he's definitely open if you go back and watch the film. And that ends up being an incomplete pass. So now we move to third down, and we run a QB power with Talia, which I it's, it's questionable for sure. A quarterback power with Talia, this is why I kind of think of it as questionable. If you think about Talia and what he kind of is as a quarterback, he's no Josh Allen. He's not a guy that can get downhill and run a quarterback power. And if even if he gets stopped, he can still find a way to get into the end zone. He's like 5'10", under 210 pounds. This guy is not a big guy at all. I'm not even sure if he's over 100 pounds. I'm not even sure if he's into the 200-pound mark. We don't want – I don't really want Talia running quarterback power on third down. Maybe if they made that on second down or first down instead, I would have been more okay with it. But Talia running quarterback power there, I don't love that. I feel like that was a missed opportunity with, first of all, the Preston Howard. That should have made it seven. That should have made us up 14-0. That was the play. That was perfectly dialed up. That was a great play call. It was a great, great job by Preston Howard getting open. And Talia just overthrows it. But then the QB power call, I just don't love it with Talia because it's hard for him to get into the end zone. He's not a running quarterback, and especially against a team like Ohio State. He's not slow. It's just when you're inside the five, you got to have a guy that can really go through someone. Like I said, like, a Josh Allen type of player at the quarterback position. And that's not what Talia is at all. So I didn't really love that play call. So we're looking at this. We kicked the field goal and we're up 10-0 when we should be realistically up 14-0. And 10-0 versus 14-0 is a huge difference against Ohio State. It's all the world of a difference. It makes the game completely different. But if you guys don't Remember, even before that possession where we got the ball down um, to make it 10-0 with the missed opportunity to the overthrow to Preston Howard like I was just talking about, even before that series, remember, Maryland had the ball again in Ohio State's territory. It was after the Maryland defense got another stop. We had the ball again in the Maryland ter- in Ohio State's territory, and we missed another big opportunity we go for it on fourth and one I didn't I like that I liked aggressiveness I said scare money don't make money we're not beating Ohio State without going for it in this situation we're just not going to we're going to need seven coach Loxley recognized that we don't need three points and at that point in the game it's seven zero overall so we don't really know exactly what's going to happen the rest of the game but we know we need seven points and coach Loxley decides to go for it But I don't like the play call. I thought it was a missed opportunity on a play call. Billy Edwards came into the game, which already is a huge tell, a huge tell that we're probably going to run some type of quarterback run game, some type of read option game, something with the quarterback run game involved. 
it's a huge tell that we're going to do that. So Ohio State's ready. You know they have it scouted out because Billy Edwards does come and do this a good bit. If we sneaked it, I would have liked it a lot better with the push-tush play. Is that what they call it with what the Eagles run now? And it seems like college teams are, are copying it. NFL teams are copying it. If we would have done that with Billy Edwards, I would have been I would have liked that more than running a quarterback draw because it was so obvious. I sat home at home. I was at home and I was like, oh, the quarterback draw is coming because it was a huge tell. Empty backfield, Billy Edwards, everyone's out. So it was a pretty heavy personnel that you run or formation that you run quarterback drawing. It was a pretty obvious position where it was going to be a quarterback draw and he gets stuck. So that's another opportunity to at least get three points. So early on in the game, we've already missed out on two opportunities to get at least three points there, seven points in another spot. So realistically, it could have been 17-0 instead of 10-0 because we could have scored the seven points to make it 14-0, and we could have also got a field goal. I'm not going to say it should have been 21-0. I'm not going to say that. That's a little bit of forward thinking. That's a little bit of wishful thinking, but we should have at least got a field goal with the Billy Edwards red zone on a fourth and one we could have at least got that but at the very least it should have been 14-0 at overall in the game which didn't which would have made a big difference with how the defense was playing overall but it didn't stop there the Terps offense continued to miss opportunities and couldn't capitalize on the great play of the defense I'll continue to tell you why they couldn't figure it out after this message from the Athletic Brewing Company. Now time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by the Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Talia Tunga Viola, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. You don't have to worry about hangovers. I've talked to many people in the Locked On community, and they say they taste great. They're the fastest-growing non-alcoholic brewery in the U.S., so get on board. So you can find Athletic Brewing Co.'s non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use Locked On to get 15% off your first online order. That's code Locked On at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer. Exclusion and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all time. Today's a little bit of a negative day. I'm sorry, but I have to talk about the continuous missed opportunities for the Terps. We had a chance to win this game, and a lot of people who are listening might not think we should have won this game. I don't overall. Let me know in the comments if you think we could have had a chance to win this game. But if you want to take another step as a program, you have to be able to win these type of games. So let's continue to talk about how we continue to miss opportunities. So we're up 10-0, like I said, when realistically it should be 17-0 or maybe even 20-0. But what goes on from here, the defense gets another stop, another stop. I'm like, no way this is happening. The defense is getting stop after stop after stop. I'm watching the defense play amazing and the offense just couldn't take advantage of what the defense was doing. The defense was giving them the aim. Kyle McCord came out slow. The Ohio State Buckeyes came out horrible. They played a terrible first half. They couldn't get 
anything going in the exact thing that we can't do to keep a team in the game. To keep a team in the game happened on third and five. We have the ball in our own territory. Like I said, after the defense just got another stop. And I was nervous. I'm already sitting here. I feel tense because I'm scared that something like this is going to happen. You have that weird feeling that it's just too perfect of a start. I'm waiting for the Ohio State play to be made. And the Ohio State play was made, except it wasn't really an Ohio State play that made the play. It was really Talia's fault. And on the third and five, he had Tyrese Chambers open, and Talia throws a pick six. If you were watching the game, you might not have thought Tyrese Chambers was open, but he was. He was open on a little curl route. Talia just laid it on the wrong side of him. It wasn't a bad read. He put it on the right side of him when he should have put it on the left side of him. If it's on the left side, it's probably a first down. But he throws it on the wrong side, and the Ohio State the, um, defender jumps it and gets a pick six. But if he lays it on the left side, I guarantee, go back and watch it. Tyrese Chambers catches that, and it's a first down. The Terps continue to drive. But he lays it on the wrong side, closer to the def- in between the defender and Tyree Chambers, and then the defender on Ohio State is able to go get the pick six. But I don't think it was a battery. So Ohio State pick six, it's ten to seven now, instead of thirteen to zero, instead of seventeen to zero, instead of even if you want to continue to say it's ten to zero, and now it's ten to seven, where Ohio State's offense hasn't been able to do anything. And the Maryland offense gives them, the defense, a chance to keep them. I'm not going to say keep them in the game. They would have been in the game either way. But give them a huge chance to get momentum and to just straight up get points on the board. To get seven points on the board. It's a huge mistake by Talia. And it, it just can't happen. It's, it's an interception that... It's a normal interception that happens in everyday football, and it's hard for me to sit here and just blame the Maryland Terrapins for everything that we did. But it was avoidable if he just throws an accurate throw on the other side of Tyrese Chambers' shoulder. And then I also think a little bit was on Tyrese. I was watching it, and I was like, hmm, Tyrese Chambers also wasn't quite out of his break yet. I think Talia threw it with some anticipation, but Tyrese Chambers also wasn't – exactly ready for it so I don't know if Tyrese Chambers took too long to get out of his break but that's part of the reason why the defender was able to pick it he wasn't completely ready for it it looked like on the film so overall Tyrese Chambers just hasn't played his best football I I don't want to say he hasn't played his best football he's been injured a lot it's just been a slow start it's probably been disappointing for what he wanted to do in terms of his standards overall but it just doesn't seem like the Talia to Tyrese Chambers connection is really going on we thought Tyree Chambers was going to be a top three wide receiver on the team he had like one catch for five yards against Ohio State it's clearly the trio is clearly Ty Felton, Jay Sean Jones and Caden Prather but I really hope Tyree Chambers gets better and the Talia Tyree Chambers gets figured out but right now it's it's just not there it was there in the spring game um I don't know about practice overall but it's just not there right now but I hope it gets figured out overall but we're looking at, like I said, 10 to 7 compared to it could have been 
however you want to say, whatever score you want to put on, if you want to say it's not realistic for us to go perfect, then you could have said it was 13 to 7. Or you could have said it's 17 to 7 if we can if we keep the pick six in there. You can say different things, but overall, you can't you can't miss the wide open touchdown to Preston Howard. You can't throw a pick six if you want to beat Ohio State. And my point is we missed an opportunity. But maybe the biggest missed opportunity of all was at the end of the half. Defense is still going to stop somehow. Ohio State has only added three points on to their score, and it's 10-10 to at this point in the game. Maryland has the ball, and I'll give the Maryland Terrapins offense credit. We're driving down the field on a nice two-minute drill. Toledo is making some nice throws. Receivers are making some nice catches. Jason Jones had a nice catch. There was good stuff going on. But this is when it started to get bad. We get a roughing the passer call, which was a good thing. I'm like, the field goal is going to be a lot closer. We're going to have a chance to take a shot to the end zone with 12 seconds left. We don't have any timeouts at this point. Mind you, no timeouts at this point. So Talia has to know that it's either end zone or you chuck it out of bounds with 12 seconds left. We're inside about we're inside the like 15 yard line, I want to say. And the worst thing he could have done happened. He checks it down to Antoine Littleton, which clearly is something they teach you in football. It's something everybody knows. It's basic quarterback clock management with 12 seconds left in college football. You can absolutely not check it down under the sticks if you're not going to get another playoff. You absolutely cannot do that. And instead of going getting three points before halftime and going up 13 to 10 at that point and getting the ball in the second half, instead it's 10 to 10 at half. And Ohio State has played a not good half and Maryland has clearly outplayed them. But Maryland makes a one or two three plays that allows Ohio State to not stick into the game, but really be in the game, be tied with us when we've clearly outplayed them. So overall, it's just a horrible play that we miss out on three points there. So overall, how many chances did we have that we missed out on points on? It starts with the Billy Edwards. That was the first time when we were driving. It was 7-0. We had the ball in Ohio State's territory, and it's fourth and one. And Billy Edwards' quarterback draw, it was a tell. It was obvious it was going to happen. That could have been three points. So we're talking about three, and then you add up Maryland missed the pass to Preston Howard, or and Talia overthrew him when he was wide open in the back of the end zone on another opportunity. And that was another four points that we missed out on because we still got three points. So seven minus three, well, that was four more points we could have added on. So that's seven right there. And then before halftime, we missed out on that. So that's another three. So that's 10. So we missed out on 10 points that I think we could have had. Okay. And that's with me keeping the interception in. If you keep the interception in, that's 10 points for us that we could have had. So we're looking at a game that should have been 20 to 10 with the interception, with the Talia interception. And if you want to say we completely missed 
a bunch of opportunities in all of them. I'm trying to stay somewhat realistic and know that football is a game of inches. It's a game of mistakes, that things happen overall. But we're looking at a game that could have been – we're looking at a game that could have been – that was 10-10 going into the half. That could have been 20-10 to 10 going into the half or 20-3 to 3 even going into the half or even maybe 20-6. to 6 going into the half, and that's a completely different ball game. And I don't want to be negative. I'm proud of how we competed. I think we're in a really good spot going into next week and then going into the rest of the big three and going into the rest of the schedule. I think we're in an awesome spot. I'm not going to be negative the whole entire time, but at a certain point, when are we going to say that we got to hold our team to a standard? We're a top-five team in the Big Ten, and if you have a chance to beat Ohio State, it doesn't always come around, so – it's just a little disappointing to see us miss out on their opportunities, but I'm proud of how the Terps competed. Let's get into the, my favorite segment of the week, offensive, defensive, MVPs. I'll tell you about that after this message from eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home a winning trophy. It's also what keeps you ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all ports, with all parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into an MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items, exclusions apply. eBay Guarantee Fit only available to you as customers. The Maryland Terrapins, let's get into some positives for the Maryland Terrapins because I've been pretty negative today, but there was a lot of good, especially on the defensive side of the ball, but let's get into some MVPs of the game, and let's go to overall MVP. I'm giving it to the safety duo. Oh my gosh, Dante Trader and Bo Braid looked like two of the best players out on the field with a bunch of dudes straight on Ohio State and on Maryland's team. But they both played their butts off. They played amazing. Dante and Bo looked like NFL players in that game. Bo Brave led the team in tackles, had eight tackles, one tackle for loss, two pass deflections. I love that stat line. He's all over the place, and he looked like an NFL player, and I think his draft status went up. Dante Trader, same thing, had a beautiful deflection on a Marvin Harrison and had seven tackles. Overall, a really good game for Dante Trader, and they're my two overall MVPs. Offensive MVP, I'm going with Kaden Prather. Jason Jones had a couple more yards with five receptions for 60 yards, while Prather had 50 yards on three receptions. But the Kaden Prather touchdown – that was a really nice play overall. The one-handed grab with the left hand, I had to give it to Caden Prather on one of the first plays of the game. I was hyped with that play from Caden Prather. The transfer from West Virginia stepped up, like I said, had three receptions 
450 yards, which you might not look at as a dominant day, but there was no one on the offensive side of the ball that like dominated. It was a different, it was a different feel to the game in terms of our wide receivers getting open. They got open at times and made some good catches. There were also drops. That's another missed opportunity. But they got open and made some nice catches, like the one-handed grabs. But you could tell that it wasn't the same thing as that was going on before against other teams where there was a ton of separation. Ohio State, it was NFL type of coverage. Talia had to throw into NFL windows a lot of the time. It was it was really close on coverage. They did a lot of good stuff in man coverage. And Maryland had some man beaters early on, but Ohio State just everyone was just blanketed a lot of the time. So they did a really good job. But overall, Ken Prather made some nice plays. Let's get the defensive MVP. I'm going Donnell Brown. Had a really nice game with five tackles in a sack, and he's been a great surprise. We were unsure of him coming over from St. Francis and winning player of the year in that conference, if that was going to translate to the Big Ten. But overall, he's created turnovers. He has like two picks. He's forced to fumble. He has a couple of sacks. He he looks good coming off the edge. He looks explosive. He has some nice moves. So overall, I had to give it to Donnell Brown. He's played really well overall, and I hope he continues to do so because we're going to need him down the stretch. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Please like and subscribe. Tomorrow we'll get into the defense's awesome performance, but I'll see you next time on Locked on Terps.